Hi, and welcome to episode 37 of Walk to Work. Uh, today is yet another rant day. Uh, so it's uh, a topic that uh, frustrates me quite a bit, um, is analysing postural problems through weak and strong muscles, um, muscle chains, and... Um, wanting to fix them by a strengthening uh, the uh, weakened muscles uh, and b uh, holding um, developing a pattern of holding tone throughout the body to stay up straight. Uh, where to even start? Yeah, um, I went to. I've been having a bit of trouble with my shoulders over the past uh, month. Uh, and this is a fairly common thing, like my posture has been changing quite radically over the past 10 years or so. And ever so often I'll get a series of uh, problems uh, with my back or with my shoulders um, that I interpret as being related to my body reorganizing itself into something new uh, and either not quite having the muscle tone to deal with that or just not uh, being ready for this uh, new organization uh, and uh, kind of trying to, to, to refit the bits together and being like, oh, there's a, there's a missing link at the end here, ouch. Um, and generally it just sort of uh, passes um, and you go through and it's kind of getting through to the next hump um, of, of realignment. And so also generally, apart from it usually niggles for a couple of weeks, uh, I interpret it as a, as a positive thing. Uh, but uh, there I wanted to, I uh, was going to uh, double shot uh, two weekends ago uh, and had problems with my shoulder so uh, I went to an osteopath that I hadn't been to before, I had not been to an osteopath before in, um, in Edinburgh and they were almost exactly what I would want but not quite and some of this not quite was in uh, interpreting uh, my uh, postural problems as uh, an issue of uh, muscles being weak and strong in the wrong ways and wanting to rebalance that and as I said just before wanting me to kind of encouraging me to hold tone throughout my body uh, as a way of being uh, in an upright posture. Uh, so let's first look at the deficiency and uh, this is a fairly common one uh, like you have uh, what is known I believe as an upper body cross and so that cross goes um, in the wheel plane of the body uh, and so typically people uh, will have weak abdominal muscles if they have weak abdominal muscles which is my case um, that uh, will then tend to go in across diagonally from the muscle abdominals to the upper back and also correspond to weak upper back muscles and the opposite uh, or extended I'm not sure if they're weak or if they're extended um, and then the the opposite cross which is the uh, the the um, uh, chest muscles the the pectoralis and all those things uh, being tight or strong and the lower back also been tight or strong and so that tends to be related to an exaggerated curve in the lower back 
uh, an exaggerated curve also in uh, the upper back and the pelvis um, pelvic tilt being never remember if it's posterior or anterior. Basically, if the pelvis is a basin, uh, I'm spilling out at the front. Uh, and that's all well and good. That, that does uh, describe my posture. And it does describe uh, the relative weaknesses slash elongation slash strength slash tightness uh, of my muscle chains. Um, and where I would disagree is that I think that the, the 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 analysis of this is caused by this weakness um, or this um, uh, imbalance is uh, is an often is especially in my case, but often in the general case, an incorrect uh, diagnosis. In that, I think that the, the 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 chain of events that leads to it is poor posture leading to holding the posture I have, leading to certain muscles being uh, over-needed to maintain that pos posture and other muscles being under-needed, uh, leading then to uh, the disbalance, and then that disbalance um, continues the cycle. And so the, the, the imbalance needs removing, definitely, but if the imbalance is removed, uh, for example, by going to the gym and uh, doing training, um, to, 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 to adjust those imbalances, uh, I don't think it will fix the underlying postural problem. And specifically because uh, posture is, uh, is functional, the way that I sit in my chair causes that problem. The way that I dance uh, in partnership with, in close embrace, uh, with my head slightly forward um, and my pelvis slightly pulled back, um, contributes to that problem. So if I were to fix the problem by uh, stretching and strengthening uh, the relevant muscles, um, yeah, sure, it would help. But I think that uh, the, 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 the postural issues uh, I have, the habits I have of holding that posture, uh, would mean that as soon as I stopped hitting the gym, uh, slowly but surely, I would get back to the same problem. Um, and so it's a little bit related to uh, issues around uh, weight loss. Uh, if you go on a diet, you'll lose weight, but you can't stay on a diet indefinitely. Or at least not one that makes you feel like you're going hungry or you're going without. Uh, and so, but then your body gets used to it and then you go off the diet uh, and then um, whatever thing that you were trying to do, achieve with the diet gets uh, undone. Uh, and... I have relatively little interest in that happening. Um, and the other thing is, so I think at worst, uh, it's just that you, you, I would uh, fix the muscle imbalance. I would not fix my posture, and as soon as I would stop training, uh, the the muscle imbalance would just come creeping back. Um, at best, so I'm not saying that that wouldn't be uh, effective and effective as part of uh, an overall um, strategy for fixing my posture. Um, uh, I've just recently acquired uh, one of those pull-up bars, so it's a little bit more hanging, uh, because hanging from things is something that's missing uh, in my life in general. Uh, 
the other half of that is, yeah, uh, this whole strengthening, weakening thing, I think at best I would acquire a sort of corrective habit, uh, a pattern of holding where I hold my shoulders back. Um, and I don't think that habit would be any more beneficial than the current problem in posture I have because it would be replacing one postural problem with another postural problem uh, and there's sort of no way of judging from the outside what the actual relative thing is that I need. What's needed is functional everyday change uh, by functional in the way that I sit, the way that I dance uh, and then as I uh, and getting rid of habits, and then as I get rid of habits, uh, adjust the way I sit, adjust the way I dance, adjust the way I walk, adjust the way I stand, uh, then the, the muscles will fix themselves um, uh, of themselves. Otherwise it's kind of like, uh, not sure what a good metaphor would be, kind of think of adjusting the relative tension uh, of um, a tent, and if your tent is not uh, tight enough on one side you just pull tighter on the other side um, and you're just having this war of tightness uh, which I see a lot in people uh, who are trying to work really trying really hard to work on their bodies and you can just see these um, this muscle tone pulling in all directions uh, and kind of making them into this ball of readiness um, uh, that, that I relate to as something quite exha exhausting. Maybe they relate to it positively, uh, so good for them. Um, so yeah, uh, fixing posture, fixing the proprioception that leads to bad posture, fixing the misconceptions uh, that lead to bad posture, uh, I think is a much um, more productive way than addressing uh, the uh, muscle imbalances. Uh, the muscle imbalances, addressing those, surely part of a toolkit, like especially if I were to add something functional to my daily routine, like say climbing, that would mobilize my upper body uh, in a lot more balanced way. Um, then I expect that a lot of my posture problems would, would kind of go away. Um, but then what would happen when I stopped climbing? Uh, not entirely sure. It depends to what extent uh, I've been able to replace a habit with another versus remove habits. So the Alexander work I'm doing at the moment is kind of on habit removal. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, as uh, seeing as the Alexander work I'm doing is on habit removal, uh, someone else being like, hey, I would like you to replace this habit that you currently have with another habit. Uh, that's not, it doesn't work well together. So maybe it's another time when I'm better able to figure out how things work together uh, I'd be more amenable to that. Uh, and the other is kind of the general holding pattern. Uh, so uh, the osteopath, they, I think correctly, identified uh, a weakness in the posterior chain. Uh, so my butt uh, and hamstring muscles uh, not being uh, as mobilized as they should be when I'm standing. Uh, and I think that's uh, very much one of the things that is gradually getting fixed. Uh, in uh, the Alexander work I'm doing because I do find, oh, my butt muscles are getting more tired or getting more engaged from this uh, in ways that they weren't before. But it's a very slow, gradual process and is different from the one 
Um, and I, I noticed I have this kind of slid forward pelvis. Uh, so kind of what I think of as a guy standing up peeing posture. Um, where you tighten your butt to cheeks uh, and your pelvis comes forward. Um, it's particularly noticeable then when you try to sit. You can't actually go from standing to sitting because you don't have the hinge there. And when you're trying to dance, uh, you sort of cut, uh, partner dance especially, uh, it cuts off the lower body from the upper body uh, and people you're dancing with can't feel your sacrum. Uh, and so that's the thing that's, that's there. Uh, and uh, but there the, the suggestion uh, that my osteopath gave me was imagine you're holding a five pound uh, bill five pound note uh, between your butt cheeks um, and yeah sure that does something but you can't walk around through life and she was contrasting it with a 50 pound bill like you would hold on to that really tightly whereas the five pound bill you hold it on the note uh, you hold it on a little bit less but still you can't go through life uh, with your butt clenched holding on to five pound notes um, and same thing you can't go through life with your core engaged and you can't go through life with holding patterns because these holding patterns will interfere with your breathing so you won't be able to breathe so well. They will uh, engage muscles that need to be reactive to keep balance. So they will hinder your balance. Um, and uh, they will uh, engage muscles that uh, keep you still uh, when uh, you want movement. And so those are kind of the three reasons that uh, generally any pattern that involves holding something um, or standing up straight, putting your shoulders back, doing actively something to fix your posture, um, A, it's not sustainable because as soon as you stop thinking about it, you stop thinking about it. But uh, B, those three things happen. Uh, it hinders your breathing, it hinders your capacity for balance, it hinders your capacity for movement. Uh, and again, maybe there's a way of thinking of it that works, but uh, I pretty much want none of it right now. Uh, yeah, that was my rant about posture and how to fix posture. Um, I'm curious if other people are listening in who are working on their posture or who are helping other people work on their posture uh, have suggestions that... Uh, can maybe be complementary to what I'm thinking of, but reintroduce uh, the addressing muscle imbalance and working on that uh, in sync with other things. Or maybe uh, you have ways of viewing uh, stand up straight or pull your shoulders back and down uh, and other postural corrections uh, that involve active uh, doing that you find uh, are beneficial ways of looking at them. Uh, as opposed to, I, I only see negatives there. Um, and the other, I think, is a really interesting one. Uh, when you're following some kind of path and you have someone who's guiding you, it becomes really challenging if you have someone else who's giving conflicting information. They're like, hey, the best way to go to this place is to go to the left side of this hill, take a left, take a right, and there you go. And the other person's like, yeah, but that caps you go up and over and down. Why don't you go around this way where it's flat? It's longer, but it's flat. 
And it's like, sure, I could do either of those. But right now I'm doing this going up and down and left of the hill. Um, there's nothing I can do with your go around where it's flat advice. Uh, it involves stopping and starting and doing something else. And uh, the, the two things don't fit together. Uh, and it's interesting how often we're left with things that don't fit together. Um, so I expect the, the thing I'm saying today about this muscle imbalance and how that's not a productive way of looking at things, um, if, if you're working on your posture, for most people, as near as I can tell, the advice is fix these muscle imbalances so that you can fix your posture. And so you're going to the gym and uh, you're thinking about, oh, when I'm dancing, I should hold my shoulders back and down uh, or whatever the, 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 the active things you've been given are. And those active things you've been given is not commensurable with my advice of uh, figure out what your postural habits are, let go of your postural habits, uh, and slowly but surely everything will sort itself out. And you have that with dancing as well. Um, like the, 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 the way that uh, I teach uh, lead and follow does not involve lag uh, between lead and follow. Uh, but other people's... Uh, uh, dance teaching does involve lag between lead and follow and even has follows being on slightly different timing than leads um, and yeah if you take a class with me where I'm telling you to not do that and you take a class with someone else where they're telling you to do that thing uh, it's pretty challenging to figure out well what, what do I want to do should I practice both and at what point can I do I have to actually choose one and actively go with it for an extended period of time uh, rather than uh, flip the switch to go from one person's version to another person's version. Um, and I don't really know how to deal that, with that, and I find it quite interesting how much uh, either teachers try to go for, we're all talking about the same thing, but talking about it in different ways, when they're really not. Um, and the, the other one is that they go for... Um, there is a right way of looking at it and mine is the right way. Not many teachers, I guess, go for that one. Um, but I find that often as students, we're kind of left uh, with uh, to pick up the, 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 the pieces and figure out for ourselves, which is a good thing, uh, but also something that uh, I'm wondering how to facilitate more, uh, especially if you have like group practicas, do you have to subscribe to the same theories if you're working with your peers? Uh, I find it a lot more easy to work with people who are not my peers because then I can either be like oh well either you get with my program or there's no point in you working with me uh, and if I'm working with someone better than me I can if I want to work with them I get with their program and that's how I do it and we can maybe talk through some problems but if I'm working with a peer and we have different uh, perspectives because different teachers have taught us different things I find those things very difficult to solve productively. Yeah, that was a long uh, postscript, but if any of you have uh, suggestions about that, I'd be very excited to hear them. That's it from me for today. Uh, I'll see you next time. Till then, take care.